This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. I'm ready for anything that signifies fall. And one of the more fascinating teams this fall is the Baltimore Ravens. So let's bring in Bob Haney, co-host on Vinny and Haney from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. Bob, good morning to you. Thanks for being with us. And before we get to football, we have to ask you about this whole Orioles situation with Kevin Brown. Did you see anything that we didn't see? Because this just seems like the Angelos family, for some reason, screwing up a great thing. Well, it, it's funny because I was watching the game on Sunday with my cousin, and he mm-hmm. just mentioned, where's Kevin Brown been? And I didn't really think much of it. I was like, well, you know, they do have 50 announcers on Mass and not literally, but close <laughs> right. to it with like 15. And I didn't really think much. And then I started getting a bunch of texts yesterday. Where's Kevin Brown been? Where's Kevin Brown been? Is there any truth to the rumor you got to an argument with Ben McDonald? And Angelos is involved. But I didn't really know at the time what was happening. And then the awful announcing uh, story came out. Brittany Giroli wrote about it in The Athletic. So this is really like out of left field, no pun intended, but not really. If you look at the Angelos family track record going back to Peter, I mean, 1997, the Orioles are having their best year since 97. That season ended. They got upset by Cleveland in the ALCS. But Davey Johnson, the manager at the time, and Peter Angelos were beefing over a contract extension. And if memory serves, Robbie Alomar got fined. Davey took the money and donated it to his wife's charity. And then on the day that Davey Johnson was named American League Manager of the Year, he resigned because Peter Angelos wouldn't give him an extension. John Miller got bum-rushed out of town after one year because he didn't bleed black and orange enough. Uh, Ryan Wagner, who was the PA announcer for many years, he got the boot literally on opening day in 21 because of some tweets that, I guess, uh, did not fly with uh, ownership. So this is a crazy story. And look, I like Kevin Brown. I think he does a hell of a job. He's a nice guy personally. All the good things the Orioles are doing here in 2023, they have the best record in the American League, 70 wins on the season. And they're in the news now for all of the wrong things, none of it, the fault of the players or Mike Elias or Brandon Hyde. So today when we're down there at uh, Camden Yards for the – Hyde press conference, I'm guessing somebody's going to bring it up. It's not going to be me. But what's Brandon Hyde going to say about that? I mean, I got nothing to do with the broadcasting side. I guess it's going to be his retort because they're taking on Houston tonight. Three-game series starts. This could be an ALCS preview. And all we're hearing is about how John Angelos got his panties in a twist because Kevin Brown was reading a graphic that was on the TV that was put together by his production team. But other than that, everything's great. Right. 
it just makes the story even better too. Like when you mention the struggles of a team that is now not struggling, it feels like relevant information that makes the story even better for your franchise. But I digress. Speaking of weird right. situations. And it's, not, in real, and it's not like Brown went rogue either. It was literally part of the production of that day's right. broadcast. So uh, I don't know. Sorry about that. Right. It's a weird situation all all around. We'll see how they resolve it if they do. Uh, but speaking of weird situations in Baltimore, I was not aware of this until like a couple days ago. There is some kind of situation brewing with J.K. Dobbins and the Ravens. Can you enlighten us on maybe some details on what's going on with J.K. Dobbins and the pup list? Well, apparently he's holding in which is one of the new terms when it comes to the National Football League, where you report oh. to camp, but you don't participate. Now, the official word from the Ravens is that he has a lower body or soft tissue injury, didn't uh, participate in OTAs, was not part of mandatory minicamp, and obviously so far we're three weeks in now to training camp. You know, he's not on the field. He had expressed in an interview with Mark Viviano here in WJZ that the contract situation might be bothering him to some level. He's in the last year of his rookie deal. He was a second-round pick out of Ohio State. I mean, this is a guy that missed an entire season in 2021 because of a knee injury. Last year, played half the games because he was still lingering effects, had to get cleaned up, was playing very well, by the way, down the stretch. But I don't, I don't know who his agent is, full disclosure. I don't know what kind of advice he's getting. It's not very good. I don't know if they're reading the room. I mean, Dalvin Cook and Zeke Elliott, who have much greater track records than J.K. Dobbins does, are right now unemployed as we're mm-hmm. less than a month away from the start of the NFL season. And this guy's trying to strong-arm the Ravens and giving him a long-term contract. By the way, they have Patrick Queen on the defensive side of the ball who's in the same situation, was a first-round pick, whose option they declined. So they still have other players that they have to take care of. But J.K. Dobbins is an outstanding player, but I just don't get where he thinks he has leverage right now. And they brought in Melvin Gordon a couple of weeks ago. Gus Edwards is another year removed from the injury he suffered. Same week Dobbins got hurt, ironically enough. They re-signed Justice Hill to a two-year deal. So they do have options. He's their best running back. I get that, but I don't think he's doing himself any favors right now. So when you look at this team, you talk about Lamar Jackson running quarterback, and of course he is the story after signing that deal in the offseason. How much will he be assisted this season by Todd Monk in running that offense? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think Monk has been a, a very, very big influence on Lamar Jackson so far this year, and he's actually given him more responsibility. Took away the wristband uh, at least a couple of weeks ago because uh, Greg Roman kind of micromanaged to the point where it became frustrating to a lot of people. And, look, Greg Roman helped Lamar Jackson win a Most Valuable Player Award back in 2019, yeah. but it seemed as though 
offense got a little stale, and as you know, air quotes, everybody kind of figured him out. A lot of pre-snap penalties, always up against it when it came to the play clock. So Munkin's going to give Lamar more freedom. They're going to get the plays in quicker, more freedom to improvise and adapt at the line of scrimmage as opposed to after the snap, taking off and running. Because I think in the big picture, they'd like him to run less and incorporate the running backs a little bit more into the passing game. They're going to take their shots down the field. I think Lamar Jackson, health permitting, of course, is primed for a pretty big year. They had a really bad day two days in a row, Friday and Saturday last week in a camp. Or the Saturday, I think, all the quarterbacks combined for nine picks. But, you know, they bounced back a little bit yesterday. One concern for them offensively, not only with Dobbins, but Rashad Bateman hasn't practiced yet, who was their first-round pick out of Minnesota. A couple of years ago, he had the Liz Frank injury that he's still recovering from. Zay Flowers has looked great. Odell Beckham Jr. has looked like Odell Beckham. Nelson Aguilar has been a nice surprise for them at wide receiver in camp. Andrew's a premier tight end. So they still have some weapons for Lamar, but Dobbins and Bateman are two pretty integral ones, and they're not there right now. Well, they're there, but they're not. All right, so let's think of the range of outcomes for the Ra- the Ravens this season. What is the ceiling and what is the floor? Uh, I think the ceiling wins the AFC North and they take a deep run into the playoffs. The floor could be injury depleted. Last two Decembers, Lamar hasn't played. It's no fault of his, but it is a fact. You know, he gets banged up again. The team kind of flatlines down the stretch, find backup quarterback play. Defensively, they should be strong. There are some issues at cornerback outside of Marlon Humphrey. Uh, pass rush, or can they get a sack production from Owe and a job to uh, young guys? Uh, D-line should be able to handle the loss of Calais Campbell pretty well. But this is a team, like a lot of teams in the AFC, that could be really good. They're in a tough division. They have a tough schedule. But uh, I think they're closer to hitting their ceiling personally than they would be hitting their floor. The floor would be injury-related. If they stay healthy, they're going to be a threat to get to the Super Bowl. We're talking with Bob Handy, co-host of Vinny and Handy, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. Bob, how much of this organization and its success has to do with sort of everyone being in line? When you talk about the franchises in the NFL who always seem to be lined up and on the same page. I feel like the Ravens are one of those top franchises, which is why they can lose guys like a Calais Campbell. They can lose some significant pieces on defense, but they always seem to make the right moves regardless of personnel. Stability is huge for them. Yeah, And Steve Ishati, since he took the reins as owner of the team from Art Modell, he's hired one coach, John Harbaugh, back in 2008. And, you know, since their inception, well, since they relocated, I guess, from Cleveland back in the 95, at the end of 95, but starting with the 96 season, they've had three coaches. Ted Marchabrota, Brian Billick, who won a Super Bowl, and John Harbaugh, who's also won a Super Bowl and been to multiple championship games. And, you know, I guess things do get stale depending on what your workplace is or who's uh, in charge of said workplace, but... There's a lot of loyalty displayed here. Eric DaCosta, he was groomed within the organization to eventually replace Ozzie Newsom, which he has done. I mean, there's not a ton of turnover. I mean, whether you like the Steelers or not. I mean, how many head coaches have they had since Chuck Knoll? Two. I mean, uh, Tomlin and, of course, Bill Cowher have looked 
Belichick in New England. Maybe he's running out of time there, but who knows? Andy Reid spent a lot of time in Philly with great success. Same thing now in Kansas City. I think stability has a lot to do with success. And Steve Bishotti is an owner, like all owners, wants his product to do well, but he defers to the professionals, and he's allowed them to do their jobs. And as we've seen, they do it quite well. I mean, they've been to the playoffs for the last five years, haven't had great playoff success as of late, but still they're a team every year that you look at as someone or a ball club that is going to at least make a run at the postseason, if not get there. All right, so we only have about a minute left, so this needs to be tight. Uh, What's the case for Lamar Jackson winning MVP this year? I think uh, the case could be strong, unfortunately for him, as long as Patrick Mahomes is playing football in the National Football League. He's always going to be the favorite. I think Josh Allen is someone they have to keep an eye on. And one of my little sleeper picks, keep in mind I'm usually wrong, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to make a run. But Lamar, mm-hmm. if he can stay healthy, I think he's going to put up numbers that will at least put him in the conversation. Oh, I totally love that Trevor Lawrence pick. He's going to take the next step this season for sure. He is a co-host on Vinny and Haney from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. So you can listen to him. Today, it is Bob Haney. Bob, great stuff. We appreciate you being with us. Hey, thanks for the time. You bet. Man, exciting time in Baltimore. There's a lot going on. But I, I thought he he made a very salient point, which is, look, the O's are taking on the Astros right now. The Baltimore Orioles have the best record in the American League. And all we've done is talk about on this show how great the O's are, how fun they are. They do not deserve, the fans do not deserve a ridiculous distraction. And the Ravens are going to be good. So forget about all this Orioles nonsense where the Angelos family just mucks everything up for no reason. Well, and also from a storytelling perspective, like nobody wants to watch a movie where there is no, um, you know, plot or any struggle. It's better when there's a struggle and you overcome the struggle to become something great or to succeed at whatever you're doing. So I don't know why this isn't an issue. It's very weird to me. Uh, it's so frustrating. It's exhausting. I saw this yesterday and I retweeted it. People were like, what did he say? I don't get it. I don't get it. I was like, you know what? I don't get it either. That's the whole thing. Nobody gets it. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.